There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. another episode of Do Thanks Just Bought It, the podcast where we talk about what we just bought and what you might need to buy next. And I'm your host, of course, Caroline Moss. And today I am joined by Grace Ferris. Grace, you might know her on Instagram. I pronounce your Instagram name coup de gras. Is that correct? You can pronounce it however you want. It's. I wish I could merge it with Grace Ferris, but I can't do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's gotten beyond. <laughs> and you definitely recognize her work. I feel like over the last year and a half, especially, multiple friends have been consistently and continually sharing her cartoons of Weekend Mom and the adventures of Weekend Mom. Grace is also a doctor and she's a mom herself. She lives in Austin, Texas as well of course, as an illustrator. Grace, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I love your recommendations. Oh, good. I'm so glad. Thank you for being here. I feel like I'm talking to like Instagram celebrity. Your work is everywhere. (laughs) Everyone I know shares your stuff and at people that don't know each other that's when you know it's like a big thing it's like when your friend from high school is sharing it and your friend from college (laughs) and your friend from after college they're all sharing the same Instagram you're like wow this person is doing a great job where did um as a non-mom but as someone who is a weekend mom in their heart because I am often thinking about maybe baking a pie or like maybe cleaning out the dog toy basket. Where did Weekend Mom and the illustrations of Weekend Mom start? (laughs) So I can remember very clearly doing the first Weekend Mom because at the time it was probably like 2018 and I, it was Friday. I always draw them in the evening. And so it was a Friday evening and I was like, okay, after I do this, I'm going to read my book. And then tomorrow, like I might download a podcast. <laughs> and I was like, I don't have anything interesting going on, but I am looking forward to all of this stuff. Yeah. And so I remember drawing it and thinking like, oh my gosh, this is like, you know, this is grim. But then, <laughs> yeah, then it turned out to resonate. <laughs> of course. Especially during the pandemic. It's like, what else were we doing but downloading podcasts, reading books, and in my case, of course, watching Law & Order. I was like a weekend mom seven days a week. (laughs) Do you remember how you felt when you realized that this was going somewhere? Like, oh my gosh, people are sharing it. What was going through your mind when you felt like, oh wow, I'm having a viral moment? I've thought a lot more about it now, especially like through the pandemic, because Mm -hmm. my day job is so intense and it's a lot of like 
very dramatic, truly grim things. And the Instagram has been this nice place to go and celebrate little stuff that is lighter. And so I like it now to be like this respite from like now the weekend mom stuff, I try to make it a mix of things that are a little bit more political and then sometimes just stuff that is fun. Yeah. I glazed over it when I introduced you. But you're a doctor. I think everybody's like got a multi-hyphen. You host a podcast. You host several podcasts. But I'm not a doctor. Yeah, but I'm not a doctor, Grace. I'm not a doctor. No one would let me be. I love. That's the same. (laughs) I'm not an animal. You're not an animal. Okay. Okay. We're even then. Exactly. I I wanted to be a doctor. Let me tell you. And my parents called me out on that right away. A almost failed math like multiple years in a row. Can't do science did not excel there. And I told my parents, I'm like, I want to go to med school. And they were like, we've known you for seven, the four, the whole seven years, <laughs> seen years of your life. And what we actually know is that you want a lab coat that says your name on it in cursive. <laughs> and I was like, okay, how dare you? And correct. So I, I think that that is so cool. I don't know. I just think when you're a doctor and a lawyer that like, what else do you get to be? And like, do, were you ever thinking like, maybe I will be a full-time artist? Like how did this how, how did this happen, Grace? How did it happen? So first you have to go back to the TV show Felicity. Oh, of Do you course. remember I'm, the I'm, arc I'm, of Felicity? Of, yeah, of course. I mean, I'm, I am never in a place of not at the TV show Felicity, so I'm hardly ever going back. I'm just always there. She wants to be a doctor at the beginning, yes. and then she decides to become an artist. Yes. And then by the end, I believe that she is planning to be a doctor again. Sometimes I think I was very influenced by like 90s TV and ER too. Even like now when I try to go running, I envision all of these like characters from ER and like serious (laughs) characters in different medical shows. You were influenced. My high school to college most influential television show was Dawson's Creek. And I'm thinking back and I'm like, a lot of my, maybe not professional decisions. Actually, that's not true. Joey is a writer and so am I. I don't know that I would give her that much credit. But I I remember thinking, oh, cool. Because in the season finale, she's sitting on her couch and she has a glass of wine and her glasses on and she's editing a (laughs) manuscript. And I was like, yes, that's what I want. With Pacey. With Pacey. And And I remember thinking like, wow, like a red pen and just like a really thick manuscript double-spaced and a glass of wine (laughs) when did you find out you had a knack for art well I've been drawing my whole life so this uh, I I drew a comic strip throughout college Mm -hmm. it was called Coupe de Grace or Coup de Gras Mm -hmm. and then I got really into taking art classes towards the end of college and then I started med school and at the end of med school I was taking some art classes and I got really into oil painting for a little while and then um when I started my job, after I had done all my training and I had my first job, that's when the comics and medicine group, graphic medicine, when that was starting to kick off yep. or become a little bit more mainstream. And yeah. so that's when I started drawing medical cartoons. Yeah, I had been trying to fit into some kind of academic medicine niche and I tried to get really into bioethics or geriatrics. And I would meet with all of these 65-year-old men and ask them about my career trajectory. And it was not going anywhere really. But the comics and medicine, I felt like I finally found this niche that would work for me. Yeah. Yeah. So that was great. That is really uh, cool. It's not often that we get to merge our talents with our job in a lot yeah. of ways. 
right around that time is when we moved from Boston to New York. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm from Austin and I thought it would be like the same Boston, New York, whatever. We had two little kids. My husband got a new job and then we moved to New York and it was like, oh my God, (laughs) this is like not the same. Everything is different. And that was like a very disequilibrating time for me. Uh And so that is when I started doing the comics on Instagram. And that was was more motherhood stuff, not like medicine at all, really. That move, I think, was transformative for me because it, it also, in Boston, everything is medicine. Everybody in Boston feels like they're involved in healthcare in some way. And so it's very healthcare centric. But then going to New York, it was just a different feel, even at work. What you just said reminds me of one of my favorite Onion headlines, which is, and I don't know if you know this, but it's, I just Googled it. Oh, the headline is pretty cute watching Boston residents play daily game of quote unquote big city. And (laughs) I I love that. I went to school in Massachusetts. I went to UMass Amherst. So a lot of my friends still live in Boston. I lived in New York for 10 years. Yeah, they're very different. What was the most jarring thing to you that you immediately felt hit you in the face I I think that the biggest difference was the using the subway like I would use the tea in Boston but not the same way so the subway is like much more part of your life and there's all sorts of subway um, etiquette. I, I think the classic example is when you're like, ooh, that train's empty. We can get a seat on that train. 100%. <laughs> you go in and it's like something's rotting yeah. in the corners. It's like, like there's like, projectile like, vomit ooh. everywhere. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you always, you can't fall for that more than once. You'll never forget that. If, if you do it, you'll never forget that you did it. You'll never do it again. That's very true. I didn't realize that people in Boston don't use the tea in the same way that you wouldn't use the tea every day? I lived close to work, so I would either walk or take the bus to work. Mm-hmm. My husband would take the tea downtown, but you wouldn't just hop on it for a few blocks or anything. Like if you were going to oh, get on okay. the tea, you, would, you were going somewhere. You were going somewhere. somewhere. You were leaving your uh, neighborhood. L.A. is much different than New York, so this was also sort of a big change. Oh, yeah. It, there's nothing. I love L.A. I, do you like living there? I do like it. I did see a tweet that was like, L.A. is just 27 towns in a trench coat pretending to be a city which is a thousand percent correct like I live in I technically live in Los Angeles the city of Los Angeles but I live in the suburbs I have a backyard I have a driveway and a garage and there's nothing I can't walk anywhere unless I want to walk back up to my house which is like a mile straight up a hill and I the answer is no I don't want to do that New York and LA are often so conflate like I go to LA and then I go to New York as if they're the same sort of energy but they're completely different yeah um I like LA a lot it's so much slower it's more you can breathe a little bit no one here seems to have a job every time you go anywhere there's no off-peak time like everywhere is crowded all of the time and you get mad even yeah. though you're there too but you're like why are you here but yeah the convenience of New York can't be beat but I do imagine being there with children was a level hard oh my god that you were yeah. not expecting nor maybe wanting because I am always in awe of the parents on the subway with the strollers and carrying their kids backpacks yeah. and I get upset if I have to have my phone and my coffee in my hand and then you look at a parent <laughs> and they have like oatmeal and then they're like breastfeeding and then there's like a stroller and then like one kid has the iPad and I'm like I don't know how parents do this was it did you fully embrace 
New York City weekend mom like were you a full like we are getting on the subway or were you just like I we're, oh yeah okay I yeah because not everybody agrees with me about this but I felt like if you have two little children the weekend subway situation like because we lived on Roosevelt Island um, no and way then, wait yeah. I'm sorry I have to just do a huge pause because my reaction <laughs> warrants an explanation for people who don't, can you explain Roosevelt Island for people who have not lived in yes. New York City? Just tell me everything because you have lived a thing that I really wanted to do in New York. So it is a teensy tiny island that sits in the East River between Astoria, Queens and Manhattan. And it is connected to Queens by a bridge you can drive on, but it's not connected to Manhattan by a bridge that you can drive directly from Roosevelt Island to Manhattan. So to get to New York City you have to take the tram, which is aerial, goes in the air over the river. And so there's always a lot of tourists on there, as there should be, because it's very beautiful. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you have like three bags from Whole Foods. Yeah. <laughs> you, and they're, uh, and everyone's like staring at you. They're like, oh my God, she yeah. lives here. Yeah. No. And, and that is like, I do think that's like one of those moments where you're like, if this isn't nice, I don't know what nice is. Like there's like people speaking 35 languages yes. here. The view's beautiful. It's open air. So I would say even now it's probably pretty COVID friendly. Yeah. But then also you can go via subway. So there is a subway stop there. Thank goodness. You know, and I didn't also the know ferry. that for a while. I knew about the ferry. Yeah. I obviously knew about the tram. I did not know about the subway. The other thing about Roosevelt Island, you guys, is that even though you are next to Manhattan and you are a, what, six minute tram ride over the East River into mm -hmm. onto 59th Street, yeah. the rent is considerably lower. And yeah. you would get like a really good deal. They've since built it up. But I remember looking when you would still look on Craigslist for apartments in 2009, 2010. The difference between an apartment on like 61st and York, yeah. which is the closest to the East River you can get on Manhattan side yeah. and very far from the subway because the Second Avenue subway wasn't there yet, was like $2,000 more than if you took a tram ride six minutes a little bit more east to Roosevelt Island. And I was like, damn. Those people are very smart. I still couldn't afford either place, but that is so cool that you've lived there. So my husband grew up there. And so that's the other, I, so that's the other thing I should say is that it's this tiny island. It's like a planned community with like lots of different types of housing. Yep. And then, and, and a lot of older adult housing, I would say. Mm -hmm. And then uh, there used to be an insane asylum there mm -hmm. that is now converted into like luxury condominiums. Because of course. Uh, but retains <laughs> the vibe of an insane <laughs> Because <laughs> uh, it's got this octagonal lobby that was present in the like the 1800s insane asylum. But it does feel like a small town because when we moved there, I, I took my one year old to the playground and this woman in her 60s was sitting there and we were talking about Roosevelt Island. And she said, oh, what's your husband's name? And I told her and she's like, oh, I taught him kindergarten. Shut so up. it's very strange to be like in New York City. But in this tiny little community, super small. Oh. But yeah, it was complicated. Even that situation, like, is very complicated to take the subway. Mm. We, the kids would go to school. They went to a public school near my office, like, in Midtown. So we would get out. Like, we would get out right where Fox News is. And then you would walk, like, through Times Square. Yes. And my four-year-old, five-year-old would grandstand in the middle of Times Square sure. and stop walking. Right. Like, and it was just very intense. That's right near 30 Rock. So probably an extra bonus of yeah. hell during the holiday season because all of a sudden there's so many people 
And they also barricade up all these different sidewalks. Sorry for the huge Roosevelt Island tangent. And so now you're back in Austin. How long have you guys been back in Texas? We moved back a year ago. Um, So I had interviewed right before COVID started because I really wanted to be closer to my family and my sister had babies and I, or she had one baby at that point and I wanted to be nearby and near my mom and my dad. And then it happened that everything went remote. So now my husband works remotely. Like I, there are definitely things that I miss about New York and I really liked about living in New York, yeah. but it's also been like really good for my, my mental health. I, I get think. You. Yeah. I really give people who either chose to stay in New York through the pandemic or obviously had like, where else were they going to go with New York's home during the pandemic? I think that was like an extra difficult mental health situation that I don't know how I would have fared in had I been there for that so it is I know what you mean having like the space the air and the sunshine is like so important and the pandemic essentially in New York like happened like in the middle of the worst time to live there like just sucks that period was such a weird time for me because like I, I know every you know, everybody was very isolated, but if you work in a hospital, that was like one of the most kind of like collaborative periods. Like first of all, in New York City, like they had to bring in all of these people who like doctors who usually worked in clinics or worked as surgeons mm-hmm. and they were on the floors with us. And so it was like it was not a very isolated time for me. Like it was, it was a time when we got to like know all of our colleagues and it felt like, like great teamwork, but I can't imagine. Yeah. And I think I was just disturbed. Like they opened a Pret a Manger opposite the hospital, which was really great. And then they also opened like a morgue truck. So yeah, it's been nice to be here and like, and yeah, and have like a more kind of outdoor focused yeah lifestyle yeah for sure until it gets too hot and then it's like I like an air-conditioned focused lifestyle which is how I feel in Los Angeles <laughs> the, the thing that I miss the most and I don't know if you felt this now that we are like basically in October but looking at everyone's Instagrams where it's like chilly and sweaters and I'm like oh nope still 97 degrees here in the great city of Los Angeles it does not get (laughs) cold in LA until like December 1st and I am currently like running my AC at like 60 degrees and like lighting a Christmas candle and just trying to (laughs) mentally get there is Austin kind of the same weather wise it's warm here although we had a we had like a week of like chilly temps in the morning that I definitely embrace I my kids I I am not a big Halloween person, but my kids are both, have always been really into Halloween, like more than any other holiday. And so they convinced me to start decorating like really early. Oh my (laughs) gosh. So that feels very, like, it feels like fall has arrived. We've got a bunch of pumpkins. (gasps) Weekend mom is going to the pumpkin patch at the end of August. (laughs) Wow. And you leaned in. So what is your current decor situation for Halloween? So yeah, I don't think I could make it to a pumpkin patch here. It would be hot, but I did. (laughs) We got a bunch of pumpkins at the grocery store and we got like some of the, like the green one, the small green one. And then our neighbor gave us some great decorations when she moved to another a new house and so we have a bunch of giant spiders that are more graphic looking and I like them they look artsier cool. and they, they are very striking and then we have three hyper realistic looking like vampire bats <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome that, those are terrifying 
that, I think that's all we have up right now. That, that's like um, a lot though. Like to have to yeah. have like big spiders <laughs> and big bats is like I'm like I have two pumpkins and like a few fake leaves. Wow, that is leaning in for someone who's not that into Halloween and your kids just love it. Yeah, they they put the we put it all up and then my nine year old was like, Oh, our dog, we have a puppy also uh-huh. and like the dog is going to be able to pull these down. We don't want to like make them into like kind of dog teasers. So then we put them up higher uh, and I, I think we'll put up some more stuff. Fun. Um, Go but, you. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'll, I think that like the that. Fall color palette is fun to embrace. Yes. That's my favorite part. Yes. The, the mustards, the, the cranberries, mm-hmm. the like browns even. I am not a Halloween par- person, but Christmas for me starts on November 1st. Like the clock strikes oh, midnight. I think I saw that. <laughs> and I am Mariah Carey with the Santa hat on. And I'm like, we're doing this. And my husband is Jewish and he's so patient with me. But I really... <laughs> I will not put up the indoor tree until the day after Thanksgiving, but my outdoor tree goes up. The lights go up. And I even um, texted my neighbor last year because she's the only one who could really, who was like really uh, subjected to seeing like our deck tree. And I was like, if this is going to bother you, let me know. I don't want to be like those people. And she's like, no, we're doing the same thing. So on November 1st last year, my neighbor and I were both putting up the trees and our decks last year, especially And this year, too, to some extent, because I can't believe we are almost at the holiday season. It's like just anything that brings you joy. If a Christmas tree is going to do it for me, if the big spider is going to do it for your kids. (laughs) It's all we got. It's all we got. So I feel like you're talking me into getting like a 14 foot tall, like inflatable skeleton or something. I would like that. I would would like to see that. They actually called me before we started recording and they were like, look, we will (laughs) make this worth your while. Try to convince our mom. I think that's a great idea. I drove past a house the other day with like a massive skeleton scaling the walls. And I was like, I like that. That's fun. So I like, I have so much Christmas stuff that it makes having any other seasonal decor. I just don't have room for it. I long to have a house with space that I could have Halloween decorations and Christmas decorations and like big happy summer (laughs) flags. I don't know. I, I dream of it. It's so like, anti my personality but like I really I'll know I've made it when I can have like seasonal throw pillows that like go back in the closet at the end of a holiday yeah and that no one's gonna destroy them like I have pillows that are in a closet right now because they've been like right people have used them as weapons and so now they've been confiscated (laughs) before we get into your shopping habits on that note do you follow Turtle Creek Lane Oh, I I know who she is, and I followed the like hilarious the vibrator um, story. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> it was it was amazing, and I she has absolute. I won't even call them questionable politics. She has horrible politics, and sh- I think she's battery operated. But she her decor extravaganza in her house for every season is so psychotic have you looked have you seen what she does to her house I, yeah I feel like I saw something recently I think it was a bunch of pumpkins it was like the thousands of pumpkins it was thousands <laughs> of pumpkins and like leaves and then she started making tiktoks with herself as like a ghost and like the whole thing just screams like how many <laughs> hours are in your day I appreciate the entertainment but like I now have a lot it leaves me with more questions more than it leaves me satisfied by consuming the content I'm like and where did she get all those pumpkins and where are they stored but like rich people do weird things with their money so speaking of 
what we have spent money on and okay. what we're yes. shopping for. Grace, what did you bring to G Thanks Just Bought It? Okay, I, I equivocated several times and <laughs> I actually had several different things I considered, but then I, I decided to use or to bring the link because of, it's something I was using today and I thought I could talk like very enthusiastically about it. Great. So I brought a fanny pack. Yes. Yes, <laughs> yes. you did. Okay. Let's, okay. And this one's a Patagonia fanny pack. It is. Yeah. Okay. And the reason it's Patagonia is because I originally bought it as a present for my husband, uh-huh. hoping that I would be able to steal it. Great. And then that has been successful. Yay. Uh, Go he you. actually never wanted to wear it. <laughs> <laughs> we actually had a gift guide last year that was like gifts to get your partner that you can actually steal back in February. <laughs> and the, this seems to have, this is like a good vibe. Oh, these are so cute. I'm looking at the link you sent. They're the Patagonia fanny packs, they look very robust for a fanny pack. Yeah, they, they're they um, also what my sister calls an affordable luxury. It mm-hmm. feels luxurious because it's that like brand and it feels like environmentally good, yeah, although yeah. unclear. And then, yeah, and then the color, the color I got is very buttoned down because I had gotten it for my husband, but it sure. has a neon accent, which I really like. I might have gone for like a, a more vibrant set of colors for myself. But I, yeah, I actually like this colorway. And I use it every day to walk to school. Wow. To walk to school. And I, I wear it as a fanny pack, not as a purse. Although sure. you can do that. You can do, do the cross thing. Cool. It does look cool. Yeah. But I think the fanny pack style of wearing things is why you bought it in the first place. I have plenty of bags that I yes. hang over the top half of my body. Yes. And I, I put the like the bags for the dog, mm. my phone, so it doesn't like pull down on my like any like shorts I'm wearing, nice. which sometimes can be a problem with shorts. I put my sunglasses in there and then it is nice because like if I'm going to work or if I'm uh, like going out to dinner or something, yeah. it, I put it into my purse and it's like that organizational system yes. where you're like, oh, I know exactly where my wallet is because it's inside the fanny pack, so which is now actually smart. just a pouch. That's genius. (laughs) I always think I knew in the back of my head that you could do that. But now that you're saying it, I'm like, yeah, duh. (laughs) Of course. Why wouldn't you do that? Because then you don't have to switch out bags. And there's always like one or two things that you leave in the other bag. And so you have this like a breadcrumb trail of like lip glosses and different hair clips that have and quarters that haven't made it into the new bag that you're using. And it makes so much more sense than rather than dumping the contents to just use the fanny pack is a pouch. The wow. System. Genius. Like truly yeah. never thought of that. I don't know why I didn't, but that is genius. And how much does it cost? It, I think it says it's uh, $29.99. Oh, wow. So that really is affordable yeah. luxury because I look at Patagonia and I would have guessed yeah. $68. That was going to be my guess I know, at the yeah. price point. Under 30 like is like very price. impressive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I really like that. And so has your husband noticed that this was the gift that you got him and he does not use it? And Like, has he, like, called you out on this? Yeah, yeah, because I explicitly said, like, (laughs) oh, it looks like you're never planning to use this. Right, perfect. (laughs) My plan has worked. Yes, it's mine now. Okay. No, I really, I respect that so much. And so which color did you end up getting? Because I see a lot of nice colorways, but then I also see one neon color blocked situation that I assume you didn't get. The one that I, in the link is, an, it's like a slate blue with a neon green accent I where lo- the zippers I are. love that. I'm, I'm looking at that one right yeah. now. That is so cute. 
I actually think that's really yeah. that's the one I think I would pick. Um, I really like it's it. It's versatile, and then like in my bag, I can see it because it's neon. Yes, so that's nice. Right, yeah. so it's very helpful. I I am very happy that the fanny pack has made its way back into the fashion world it's funny if five years ago if someone was like oh i'm wearing a fanny pack i'd be like wow but now i'm like if you're not wearing a fanny pack what are you some kind of loser i've been very into the lululemon has a version um called the everywhere belt bag i think that's what it's called and oh, i oh nice i think it. i've seen that it's very cute yeah it's a little less i feel like more stuff can go in yours it's a little slimmer but that's the thing is that like I know exactly what I can. There's no, there's no like give like everything has to lay flat in there, but I like it and it's good for the dog too. And then I'm also very into the brand baboon to the moon, which does not heard of. Have you ever heard of them? Okay. Are you, if you're at your computer, Google baboon to the moon, weird name, but I have been so into, I bought two of their luggage bags. They're very colorful. I feel like if color is what you're going for, you'd be very into this. Oh, oh, those are pretty. Yeah, they're really cute. But Patagonia, I think, is like the old standard. Like if you need your outdoor gear, like I assume the Patagonia one is like totally waterproof too. Yeah, I don't know that I've tested it, but yeah, it's definitely made out of that nylon that like bounces back really. Yeah, like well. that like wipes clean kind of thing. Do you, yeah. Do you ever wa- do you ever wash it? And no shame if the answer is no, but I always wonder because I put my dog's treats in the lululemon one that i have and sometimes i feel like it gives an odor of a freeze-dried pork that i'm not really like looking for (laughs) (laughs) around the right the other places i use the bag so i've always just taken some soap and warm water and scrubbed it but is there a better thing i can be doing like what's your process with like keeping i i haven't tried treats that's that is funny that you've had that happen because i actually this my one of my like mom fails recently is I sliced off a huge chunk of like parmesan Mm -hmm. like so it was all solid and my kids really like to snack on that from time to time and and I was gonna offer it to my six-year-old and then but we were walking out the door and I got distracted by something that was happening and I had it in a napkin already and so I just tucked it inside one of my bags not the fanny pack like Mm -hmm. my purse and then four weeks go by. No. And I'm like, why does my purse smell so bad? Oh my god. And I don't think it's salvageable because it was like a nice purse, and oh. it's like it still smells. So I'm still airing it out. We'll see. Like the, it's being studied right now. But oh it. Oh my god. I felt so bad. Yeah, like, aged I, and, parmesan and I, like, takes on I, a new meaning. Really. And it just like it's it's gone. Like it dissolves. <laughs> And it's just the napkin. I was like, what's this now? Oh, my God. I can't even imagine that smell. I know it's Don't. happened. <laughs> I know I feel like it's happened in my car from time to time. Like just something or like, oh, you do a big grocery shop and like one bag doesn't make it into the house and it gets buried <laughs> under all the other car. And you're like, oh, where is that turkey I bought in May? <laughs> 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Do you know Jolie Care, Ask a Clean Person? Have you heard of her? Oh, no. Okay. I probably should. <laughs> Jolie Care is a friend of mine, but she's also made a name for herself being the cleaning guru she wrote a book called my boyfriend barfed in my handbag and other things you can't ask martha i will reach out to her after we're done recording i feel like she will have a solution for you because hopefully it's salvageable 100 percent, it will be but i think she'll have something that will make so much sense when we hear it but we're not thinking of right now because she on the day of my (laughs) wedding On the day of my wedding, I opened my suitcase. So we got married in Brooklyn. And when we lived in Brooklyn, we stayed at a hotel to treat ourselves for a few days. That was like half a mile from our apartment. And when we got there, the entire staff kept like welcoming us to New York and like showing us the Brooklyn Bridge. And we didn't have the heart to be like, we live up the street and we know where the Brooklyn Bridge is. But I opened up my suitcase and my cat, one of my cats had peed in the suitcase. And it was very obvious. And it was really, it was very gross. But luckily my wedding dress wasn't in there. But I called Jolie the morning of my wedding being like, what do I do? And she told me what to do. And on the morning of my wedding, I'm like going to the grocery store and buying this like enzymatic cleaner and everything was saved. I still use that suitcase to this day. So I honestly think I can help you here. I'm, I will phone a friend and we can get this settled for you and we'll let all the listeners know how this (laughs) turned out. So don't do not do away with the bag yet. Okay. 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 I want to save this for you just because it, I would feel very, I would feel very good about it if you didn't have to get rid of the bag. Yeah, that would be wonderful. <laughs> I have like an emotional attachment to it because I've had it for a while. Yeah, nothing is so more infuriating than it. something happening like that is like your own fault. Like when you're like, <laughs> it, it, it was I who left the cheese to rot in my bag. Like I let the cat, I opened the suitcase and let the cat get in there without thinking like, what does the cat usually do when there's a suitcase on the floor? And it's like infuriating because it's like, who do you call to complain about you like you want to like call the (laughs) store and be like you have to give me a replacement because I'm an idiot but uh, aging parmesan in your handbag feels (laughs) like a problem Jolie can help solve so I I will reach out to her and we'll get this settled so I assume your kid just forgot that they were hungry and the cheese just sat there oh yeah it I think I I don't think I had even offered it. Oh, okay. I think I had it in my just, hand and was going to be like, "You seem yeah. angry," <laughs> and then something else happened. And four and then weeks I just later, put it in my purse. Wow! <laughs> if aging cheese in your purse isn't a museum quality artifact of pandemic times, I don't know what else <laughs> is. Like, it deserves to be like in a glass case somewhere so that future generations of humans can be like wow 2021 was rough like this was like a hard like weekend mom might like put some parmesan in her bag and forget about it for two months uh I like that's very relatable I feel like and I again I don't have kids and I feel like I say this every episode and I feel like I've been talking to a lot of moms lately but there's something that all the moms really find like there's always something to talk about when you are when there's like two moms. And I've noticed this because sometimes I'm introducing like two mom friends and then I end up becoming mm-hmm. the third wheel because they're like, 
I have like six M&Ms like stuck yeah. to like in my pocket. And they're like, and I'm like, I can't. I'm like, I'll put M&Ms in my pocket if you guys will talk to me now. Like, what do I have to do? So I feel like there there is some absolutely relatable content to the cheese in the purse. And I really hope that makes it into a cartoon sooner rather than later. Well, that's another point I wanted to make about the fanny pack. Yeah. Because I do think it's like, because it, we moved here a year ago, I'm still like meeting people and you can't recognize anyone because people are masked and that kind of thing. So for, I'm not like the most easy conversationalist when I meet someone, but the fanny pack is always like a great conversation piece. Okay. <laughs> and okay. So if, if somebody like, like sometimes people be like, oh my God, you're wearing a fanny pack. I didn't know people still had those. And so then you can talk about that. Or sometimes like I can make fun <laughs> of my fanny pack and yeah, it's, it's, oh, like, it's like a way to prop like, comedy. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where you like, I'm from New York, and that's why. You're like, yeah, there's yeah, a lot yeah. of fashion in New York. Sorry, I didn't realize. That is, that's very, I imagine that, especially t- because of the masks, and if you have your hair up or your glasses on or sunglasses on, some people might be yeah. like, is it her? Is it her? But the fanny pack might be yeah. like the thing that yeah. people think about yeah, you thanks. when they see you during drop-off it's like no that's definitely great she has a fanny pack on she's the one wearing the she's from she's from new york she lived in new york (laughs) can you believe there was ever a time cough 2006 where the bigger the bag the better like people were travel (laughs) people were carrying like weekender bags to work with just like a book and their phone and like a lip gloss in them and i but like they could have held a suitcase worth of clothes but that was like, I felt like that was like my life in New York as I would just like empty the apartment into my bag every day. Cause yeah. I was like, I'm going to be gone all day. Right. You I never know need, what you're like, going to need. <laughs> yeah. You can't keep things in your car in New York. So you have to carry around a suit. Yeah. Roll down the street with a suitcase. You always have something. I had a friend who never used a purse in New York and she would just keep things in her pocket. And I was like, I can't relate. Oh my God. Like cannot relate. Yeah. If I'm not carrying a bag that has like three loose tampons in it, I don't feel hold I it's like a, it's to myself that's funny that the fanny pack has become a conversation piece I feel that has also come up in my dog park times because everyone mm-hmm. is always asking everyone else about the vehicles in which they carry dog stuff so it's like oh I have yeah. this water bottle and it's great or like I keep this pouch with the treats and then everyone's looking it up on Amazon and buying one it's like a very like it can be a very influential place and I feel like the fanny pack has really is having its moment at the dog park too like everyone has one and I've seen people buy ones that other people have it's very cool so you would be very big at the in the LA dog park scene people would well, get that's, it I, I, I I got it from Esme because he had recently gotten his dog and I thought it would be helpful. But he has his own system set up sure. with like a thing that attaches to his belt that has like the dispenser or whatever. Wow. So it's he has his own. Not to get not to pry into your marriage, but I do like that you keep referring to the dog as your husband's dog. Do you yes, not claim the, do you not claim the dog as your own? <laughs> He's he has grown. On okay. Me. I mean, he. I. I'm not like I am. It is definitely like, I feel like a sociopath when I'm like, oh, I don't love animals. Like it feels no, like okay. a creepy thing to say. But yeah, he is such a sweet dog, and he's 
even though like I was very against it and I pushed it off, like my husband wanted to get one, like I think around January and I was like, we just can't do it. And then finally in May, he's like, okay, it's happening. And I said, okay. And so he's taking all the responsibility for like training it, et cetera, which has been great. But I do think it's he like the dog has been great for like the whole family's like mental well-being. And every morning when we walk to school, the dog is like so excited to go to school. And I feel like that has changed the kind of dynamic of going to school. So yeah, I, yeah, it, it, the only he's a little bit of a barker, which he's, he's a, a dog. Puppy, so yeah. We'll what kind of dog? Yeah. What kind of dog is your husband's dog? He is. A- I'll, I'll respect <laughs> it. I'll respect it. Just because you sound very much like my husband, who calls the dog his acquaintance and nothing. Everyone at the dog park wants to call him like, oh, you're Lottie's dad. And she's he's like, I'm her friend and we live under the same roof. Okay, what kind of dog do you have and what's their name? Uh, he's he's a wire-haired pointy griffin and his name is Wellington. Oh. He goes by Welly. Oh. I you probably know this already, but he Wellington like was the British opponent of Napoleon during the Napoleonic Wars. Uh-huh. I didn't know that. I didn't either, but I'm really flattered that you think I would. I'm like, yeah, I totally know that. <laughs> wow. Everyone in the family is like a big military enthusiast, except for me. But that's how he got his name. <laughs> it that I just googled the that breed of dog. Very cute. And You're cute. Yeah, You're very really nice. Sweet. You're very nice to have given into this. As I also got the dog, and the dog is very much mine. Though it is warming on Dan. And you you had to like negotiate for a while. Oh, I feel yeah. like you posted about. Like, oh, I'm finally doing it. Oh, yeah. Because Dan made a deal with the devil, and the devil is me. Because five years ago, (laughs) when we lived in Brooklyn, and we didn't have any outdoor space, and I was working basically 80 hours a week, and Dan still worked from home, all I wanted was a dog. And Dan very correctly pointed out, he was like, you're never home, and then the dog would be my responsibility, and I don't want a dog, so that's not going to work. And I was very like, and he said, forever... For some reason, if we're ever in a place where we have a big backyard and for some reason we're home all the time, then we can get a dog. And then the pandemic happened and we moved to L.A. And I was like, I remember this conversation. But he's been great. (laughs) He actually has the dog out right now. I feel like they're warming on each other. And he's a cat guy. And you're just a person who doesn't love animals, which is fine. I know a lot of people who don't. So he's like, I don't speak dog. I only speak cat. And they are very different. And dog language is very different. And she does bark. And she's learned to cry. And he was like... He just always wants to level with her like you would a human. So he's always like, Lottie, please stop crying. I, I don't really love that. And I'm like, she doesn't know what you're saying, Dan. <laughs> she doesn't speak English. <laughs> like, I, she doesn't, she can't, she doesn't know what you're saying. She just knows your voice is moving. My mom also didn't want a dog and we, and she gave in when we were kids. And that dog then became my mom's dog. Like my mom was obsessed with that dog. And then when our dog passed away, she got a new dog and our dog Petey is like not very well behaved. And my parents will tell you otherwise. Like they are the parents of the child who is like a terror. And they're like, our child is amazing. He's a gift from God. I'm like, your dog is bad. Your dog is bad. And he snarls at everyone. And they're like, that's not his fault. He's triggered. I'm like, what? what time they are so forgiving so i feel like you got this dog in may it's october it's gonna be october by the time this episode is out so we're only talking five months here grace like there is time like this could be your best friend like you could forsake all others in your family for this dog there is time 
It, I've seen it happen. I, yeah, I've I, seen it happen. I do like I I take him for walks by myself now. Uh-huh. So I do feel like yeah. I mean he is he's definitely growing on me. And yeah, I think he's been good for the family. And it, I yeah, um, just nice. They're good. They're they're like they're they keep morale high. They don't know what's going on. They're just like cute and they want to yeah. eat. Yeah, they're always cheerful. <laughs> they're always cheerful. <laughs> My mom once called and was like, I have your brother in the car. And I was like, oh, Ben's home. And she was like, no, Petey, the dog. And I was like, all right, we have gone off the deep end. Like, if you say my brother and you're not talking about my actual brother, my human brother that I do have, and you're talking about the dog and then you're mad at me for not understanding the difference, like, we're going to have to reel this back in. Does the dog, is the dog crated or does the dog sleep in your bed? Oh no, he's crated. I don't think I don't think he'll ever sleep in. Like I don't think I could ever. Have <laughs> okay, you drew the line. <laughs> okay, no, that's great. That's great. Does he enjoy his crate? I think so. He's like he's his the stage he's at is he enjoys everything. <sighs> like if he finds a pair of like my kids' underwear, he's like, oh my god. No, they love that, and they never outgrow that. By the way, so. Just, just get excited. It's underwear all day. That's really fun. I'm happy for you. And I actually really love that you keep referring to Wellie as your husband's dog. I think that shows great boundaries. <laughs> so what can we expect from your illustrations going forward? Do you have ideas? Like what's your process of creating? Is Weekend Mom very true to life? Or have you tried to branch out to what other Weekend Moms might be doing that you're not doing? I would love to hear more about that. Oh, I got a bunch of suggestions because I I put out a call for some weekend mom recommendations because I was starting to repeat like, I think I had repeated a few things like my run the laundry, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got a lot of good recommendations. I have a book that's going to come out in March. You do. And there are several weekend moms in that book. And so I have some of they're at different stages of like what kind of weekend mom they are some of them have babies and some have toddlers and some have like bigger kids I was just gonna say Um, I would love a boomer mom version and oh I yeah there's a future weekend mom who's an older adult yeah and I don't think it's that different I think it's like she's in the garden she might try out a new place (laughs) my boomer mom might call me and ask for the 19th time do I still want this box of stuff from high school that's sitting in the garage and the and the answer is still no but it will still be there when I get home (laughs) I'm literally 34 years old I'm like no I don't want the box of stuff from 2002 but thank you yeah she's in the garden she might try a new bread recipe she might organize the Mm -hmm. recipes in general she might try to like I don't know put get a system in place she might get a new check out a new ramekin. She might finally learn how to program her Kindle. Maybe my weekend <laughs> boomer mom will set up an Instagram and then never use it. I'm excited for your book. Your work was such a delightful part of a really hard year and a year where I felt like every time I closed out Instagram, my brain would melt and I would forget that I was just on Instagram and then I'd open Instagram again. I was spending a yeah. lot of time there and just the more joyful content the better. And it was so nice not only to follow you and then to be able to see your updates in real time, but then at least like once a day, someone I know would be sharing something you had done, whether it was recent or in the past. And it was always really nice to see. And I really just like appreciate you and appreciate that you took the time to come on G. Thanks. Oh, thank you. It was so nice to meet you. You too. I've been wanting. Oh, I should tell you, there's a sticker I made that is good for you that I think of all the time because I once I needed to get my new hot air brush, like the hair dryer yeah. that you recommend. Yeah. 
And there's this, an Instagram story I made that says, thanks, Caroline. <gasps> and I had made it for the cup of Joe, Caroline. Oh, my God. Let's transfer it to me. We, yeah, we're all yes. Carolines are under an agreement. We have to recommend that Revlon brush. Wait, you have a, it's a, a sticker on Instagram? Yeah. Oh and God, it, it, you right can now. find it under maybe under cup of Joe. OK, I'm not looking right now. But oh yeah, my. I always think it's so funny that like the two Carolines recommend these brushes, but I, I did have to reference your links because I, my old one like ran out of energy. And so I needed to get a new one. OMG. This is so cool. <laughs> Stop. Wait, I'm looking at, this is amazing. Yeah. Oh, I am honestly, I'm honestly going to adopt this and just pretend it had nothing to do with Cup of Joe to begin with. This is, oh my God, this made, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. This is so cool. This works. <laughs> this works very well. And thanks to Caroline at Cup of Joe for, for allowing that to happen. That's excellent. How do you make stuff that goes into Instagram stickers? Oh, that, this is like very nerdy, but so you have to create a library of them on Giphy. You have to make the stickers and put them on Giphy. <laughs> You've already said, I'm already out. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out of my this element. This is when I feel like a hacker. I'm like, this is Grace the Hacker. That's cool. Like putting these things. Yeah. I think it's really fun. Maybe that'll be like, I, I always try to make fun New Year's resolutions now because I feel like so much of my life was making New Year's resolutions that were like mean to myself or like my body and now it's like maybe my new year's resolution this year will be like learn how to like code and make a sticker for instagram imagine oh, you don't have to do any code oh great then it's i'm already hacker. halfway it's there excellent then i'm already then i then yeah i can do that i think imagine i would be unstoppable with my own stickers oh this is this, i'm just so excited <laughs> i will link to the fanny pack i'll also link to the other Bags we were talking about, the Lululemon bag and the Baboon to the Moon bag, all which are favorites of G-Thanks. And I'm excited to try the Patagonia bag, especially because of the price point. Like, what a good gift, too. Yeah. What a good gift yeah, that yeah. says, you probably think I spent $75 on this, but I didn't. <laughs> I, I love that. And keep bringing your New York fashion sense to Austin and spread the word. I want, I want Patagonia fanny packs to be popping up at the pickup and drop off line at your kid's school. Oh, yeah. I think that's, that is on you <laughs> this year. Grace, tell everyone um, where they can follow you on um, Instagram or any other social and also where they can pre-order your book if that is available to do yet. Oh yeah. So the Instagram is at Coupe de Grace, C-O-U-P-D-E-G-R-A-C-E mm -hmm. Ferris, F-A-R-I-S. And the book, I think you'll be able to, I think you can pre-order it now, but I don't think the cover is up. So soon we'll show the cover. Yay. I'm super excited. That's so exciting. Um, it'll, be, it'll be super fun. Thank you so much for coming. This was like a dream come true. And I look forward to more adventures of Weekend Mom, my favorite. Yeah, I will see you on Instagram. I look forward to more recommendations, <laughs> hot recommendations. Hot and hot tool recommendations. Okay, you guys, we will see you uh, next week for another episode. <laughs>